What's up, guys? Alex back here for another fresh podcast. This one is number 13 with stencil artist, my man, Nikki G, also known as Nick Glynn from Glynn Art. He's the artistic genius that put up these awesome walls behind us in the studio. And I very much look forward to have Nick back on the podcast so he can partake in what he helped create. So I'm glad to have you here listening on the audio version. And if you want to see a sick time lapse of Nick putting up these awesome walls in the studio, check out One Hour in Podcast on YouTube. Because of social distancing measures right now, unfortunately, we have to do this by video link. But it's an interesting challenge in itself and definitely a sign of the times. I mean, what a month of March it has been. Never before have we had an enemy that was so crippling to to our lifestyles, to our economy, to our ideas about what matters. And we just have to accept and embrace our mission in fighting this damn COVID-19 pandemic. Like, it may be the future, it may be the year 2020, but what we don't have is a fancy weapon to take care of this and just zap the problem away. (laughs) Unfortunately, I mean, I wish we did. Most of the world's best experts agree that our best chance in beating this until they develop a vaccine is just to friggin' stay home. Like, it sounds counterintuitive to, to find an enemy that, that way, but if the virus cannot spread, it eventually dies. So anyways, that's my two cents on that. I hope everyone's doing good. I hope everyone's staying healthy. I hope you're all keeping your heads up through this phase because it's, it's just a phase. Eventually, things are going to go back to a new level of normal, I guess. At this point, we're looking at probably at least a couple more months. So for now, this is the new norm. Oh, well, what are we going to do? Guys, I'm going to keep the podcast running through all of this. Uh, What a great way to document the strange life that we're living in today. So episode 13 with Nick Glynn. I think he and I have similar mindsets when it comes to goal setting and crushing them. And as a result of this podcast, I've now started the 100 push-up challenge, which is 100 push-ups a day for 100 days to get back into the swing of things. So come join Nick and I because the gym is closed anyway. <laughs> and you've wanted to work out more, right? Haven't you? You just never found the time? Well, now you're not going to find the excuses. So get on it and help spread it. Hashtag 100 push-up challenge. Alrighty now, one hour in, podcast number 13 with Nikki G. Here we go. Nikki G, what's up, brother? How are you? Good, good to see you. Likewise, despite yeah. the, the circumstances. Yeah, I'm glad to have you in, in this little studio capsule that you helped me build. Hell yeah, it looks good. Even though it's virtual, I feel like I'm there. Yeah, I was trying to get it to feel as close as possible because you can't be here in person and I would love to show it to you. I mean, I know you were here, but, you know, we had the regular lights on and the studio wasn't all set up. But uh, no, man, I mean, um, Nick, you know, you you totally helped install these to perfection. And uh, yeah, they both look cool, man. They look great. They, <laughs> they come off like you're in some sort of like space capsule or something i don't know it's cool <laughs> yeah yeah that's the idea so how you been holding up through these coronavirus times yeah good good i mean i've just been sheltering at home so i've been i think i've been here for almost two weeks straight now I haven't really left I got groceries once 
went to Walmart. It was wild. It's crazy scene. Right. Yeah, I didn't have. Uh, well, I went last week, so things were just starting to. It was the first time I started seeing people wearing masks, and uh, I was really like, "Oh my god, we're in this. This is this is bizarre. We are in a different world right now." So, um, other than that, I haven't left my house. I've just been chilling out in Russell. Yeah. And uh, it's weird times, man. What can I say? Yeah. Like. I, I want to go home. I want to go visit some of my family, but I like, but you know, you can't. So I'm just waiting it out, seeing how this next week's going and just taking it day by day. But yeah, for work, they've got me off the road right now and just getting what I can get done from home. And yeah, it's, it's a new world, man. Yeah. I think it's certainly going to change like the landscape of how we live life after this. So we view things, how people interact with each other. I think it's going to take like, a while for people to really get used to being yeah. comfortable with one another and like, the whole spreading of germs and all that stuff, I think is going to really be stuck in people's brains for a while, even after all this is done. So most likely so most likely so, but I hope we also, you know, one of the things that we can take away from it is, is, uh, our, our, you know, we kind of forgot how to stay in touch and how to communicate and how to how to be real and human and biological with each other we got so hung up on on uh the di- pursuing that digital life and and that you know the, those perfect instagram pictures and they take like half hour just to like post one picture because you want the text to be like and you don't want it to be like too on brand or too off brand or too off putting or too on putting it's like you got to get a half take just right <laughs> and there there's nothing like an invisible zombie apocalypse to just come and say hello and be like, guess what? <laughs> You're focusing on the wrong problems. <laughs> but you made a good point though. Like one thing I've noticed more than one thing I've noticed from this whole situation is communication with people who I haven't spoke to in a long time. Like I've had so many conversations with friends who are just, I wouldn't be talking to unless this was happening. So it's really it's connected me closer to some of the people in my life that I've just haven't been communicating with as much over the last like year or two. So it's, it's kind of cool in that way, you know what I mean? And uh, things like this, like how many Skype conversations and like little Skype parties I've had now over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's, you know, we're lucky that this is happening in this day and age where we have the internet and we, ha- we can actually speak to everyone in our, in our friend groups and like family members and stuff. We can stay in contact face to face. Like I feel like I'm in a room with you right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like amazing that we're able to do that this time with this going on so it's a weird it's a weird virus it's a weird time because our responsibility is just to chill at home you know what i mean it's it's hard to complain when that's all you have to do we're not like frontline hospital workers or we're not working in grocery stores or we're stocking shelves like it's incredible what those people are doing yeah and yet you know, for some people, it can be a blessing. And for some people, it can be uh, a curse right now, right? Being forced to be at home, being, you know, hopefully whatever you choose to spend your time doing and spend your, your energy focusing on is something you can still accomplish right now. And, and uh, you know, technology is a great way to do that. Like you're saying, it's allowing us, so many of us to stay in touch, almost as if like about as good as being there in, in person with one another. Um, yeah and they're saying 
it's an introvert's dream. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Well, we were just trying to use, um, you know, shoutouts to Microsoft and Skype because that's what we're on right now. Uh, we just tried to use Zoom, which I had used for the previous two podcasts since this whole thing began. And I think they uh, they shut off access to non-enterprise accounts or perhaps non-paid account or something like that. Anyways, it's blocked. Um, yeah, it's blocked. Just when Zoom stock was going through the roof. Oh my God. <laughs> so this other company that actually has nothing to do with Zoom, just except that they have a mutually sounding business name. They haven't like filed financials in like six to seven years or whatever. And all of a sudden people st- started buying their stocks because they thought they were the legit Zoom. Really? <laughs> yeah. It just had like a lot of boost. For yeah, no reason. exactly. So obviously it made the news. And so I imagine you own that stock. You'd be like, what the fuck's going on? I know exactly. Right. It'd be amazing. Uh, stock market has has uh, has been such a roller coaster. I I you know it's like unprecedented type of. I think we've had the biggest drop since what 1913 or no we didn't have a stock market as far back as that. But the drop crazy. Yeah, I've I literally got into the stock game because of the drop. I just was like, oh, I guess it's time to start playing around. And I'm at home now, so I can actually watch it and keep an eye on it. But it's volatile. It is up and down. You know what I mean? Losing money, making money. That's fucking wild. That's part of the game. But you're, yeah. I think you're very, very smart for looking at this as an opportunity. Yeah, it's I mean, actually nice to finally get starting to understand it and seeing how it works. Like, it's, it sort of happened at a perfect time where I'm able to actually keep in touch with it throughout the day. And now that I'm learning it, it's nice. I, uh, I can see myself playing in the stock market all my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So good to get into it now when it's a crazy volatile and see what like wild days look like. I know things usually slow down and and chill out a little bit, but every day like mayhem in the stock market. So have you, um, have you checked out any courses or any like, you know, intro for the terminology and all that stuff to kind of orient yourself? Not, not too much. Like not, no, not at all. No, I'm absolutely gambling right now. It is just blind gambling. You're just putting <laughs> money on the table, man. <laughs> absolutely. It's just got to go up at some point. At some point, things are going to come back to normal. It might be a couple months, but whatever. So, That's it. No. But it's fun. Cool. It's just fun to play around with. All jokes now. aside, I entirely agree with you. It's the right time to do it. Um, yeah. You know, the, the people that invested heavily in 2008 or so, um, you know, buying properties in Florida and stuff like that, when, when we had the last big economic downturn, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're laughing. That was the last time it, it really dropped, right? Yeah. 2008. Yeah. And then before that would have been the white wall just after Y2K. So in the year 2000, when Nortel and all the, all the dot-com bubble burst, right? Yeah, when the world was supposed to end. I remember. <laughs> when yeah. all the computers were supposed to shut off. Yeah. If you imagine... you, know, you remember there, that time well? Pardon me? Do you remember that time well? I was in Connecticut. I remember when the year 2000 was at my cousin's house. Right. And I, and I, was, uh, but I was young. I must have been like, I don't know, 12 or something like that, but... It's because I just got this new computer. They like my phone syncs up with my laptop. It's all good, brother. What I was gonna, what I was gonna ask you about actually is your is your MacBook because um, you're talking to me on your new Mac MacBook Pro, right? The new 16 inch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just heard you got that. I'm actually so jealous because I was shopping for it. I'm like, man, this thing costs as much as a used car. 
It was like, ridiculous, honestly. Like, I remember the last time I bought a computer. Macs are great. I always get a Mac because they last like eight years, you know? So the last time I got one, I think it was like 1100 bucks or something like that, 1200 bucks. So I went to the Mac store. I'm like, all right, got a budget. Like, let's see if I can get a computer for 1300 bucks, something like that. Yeah. And I walk in, the cheapest computer they have is two grand. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. And then, of course, you have to buy like all the accessories because nothing's compatible with it like you couldn't even use it use a usb in the new mac computers you have to buy yeah you have to buy like extensions for it and stuff so uh so yeah i walked out of there very poor it was great great <laughs> i needed a computer so bad it was like it was time you know what i mean yeah and i'm starting to edit videos now because i'm trying to film everything i paint right and then like make like little videos so I thought, oh, it's still doing it. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Turn it on airplane mode. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, mine too, man. It wants to like... Oh, because it comes through on the computer now. Like, even if I turn off the phone. <clears throat> it always wants to like install important critical security updates and it's like now's not the time computer i'm in the middle of a podcast it is not the time to install security updates <laughs> like, read the room like podcasting right now yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> read the room yeah dude. you're killing me right now <laughs> that's exactly uh, how do i do this I, I honestly have no idea i have this expensive ass computer i don't know how to do shit with it <laughs> Is, does this happen to you? Like this is happening to me because I have two okay. different operating systems that are both Macs, but they have different keyboard shortcuts, and so I get confused between my Macs, and then I switch to my Windows, and then that's completely different. Then may as well learn them all, I guess. I signed out. I'll never know how to sign back in. Doesn't matter. Shouldn't do it anymore. Then <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, we're gonna play. Fuck, that's so. It bliss with all this technology until it starts fucking around and you have to figure it out and then so how do you like it uh how do you like it though sick so fast yeah the reason why i bought the uh the pro was for editing videos and just like storage i found it super annoying constantly going from my hard drive to my computer running out of space really quickly and you know gopro footage is like really high quality and takes up so much space right so i found myself just waiting there, um, like painstaking the amount of time it would take for just f- files and video to upload onto like iMovie. Right. So I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go in and buy the nice computer, and and I'll be able to do video. I'll finally be able to edit with like speed and the way I want to. Right. So I love it for that. The first video I've done on it was great, like great experience with it. Yeah. Actually, I actually bought the the 13 inch macbook pro when i first went in and it had i want to say like it only had like 64 gigs of storage space it was actually really small still mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Might a little more than that but so i ended up taking it back and then getting the pro right right yeah. um yeah. and how much storage is the, is that one do you get 500 gigs with it not quite not quite i think it's like 250 okay but still pretty good you could upgrade and get the 500 yeah but it gets it goes all the way to like five thousand dollars it's crazy well i have um so i have a mac mini 2 and it's just the base hard drive on it's it's 250 gigs <clears throat> the little yeah uh, I was SSD. That, I did that 
Um, but for added storage, I just get these uh, these Samsung T5 external USB uh, hard drives. They're like mm-hmm. about 350 bucks for two terabytes right now. But nice. it's but it's an SSD, right? Like it's it's about as fast as you're gonna get. I don't think it's Thunderbolt, but it's still like. You is it like an SD card? Um, it's like um, it looks like a little rectangle. Looks like uh, that. Yeah, smaller than that, but bigger than a pack of matches and flatter. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like uh, like half of an old school uh, three and a half inch diskette, essentially. Nice. Yeah, it's still still very new. I can be used to it, but it's. When I compare it to my old computer, it's nine day. It's like amazing. Yeah, just video quality and Apple really makes like the right product for it. Like I bought into the ecosystem a couple of years ago. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. I, I kind of convinced you, didn't I? A little I, bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you were you were pro pro Apple for sure. And you uh, research though. Oh See, yeah, I really don't research. <laughs> oh, you know me, man. I I research everything. You know, three times there and back, and then I figure out all the car- counter arguments too before I even make a decision. <laughs> How did you figure out this whole setup? Did you research what you need for a podcasting studio? Because your setup's pretty fire. Um, yeah, it was a little bit of intuition and a little bit of googling. How do I start a podcast? And then yeah. just kind of like the right, the right bits of information that I was looking for that maybe I didn't know I was looking for yet were coming up out of Googling that. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I, I kind of have a basic understanding of, of computer audio and, and how to, you know, do the wiring bit. Yeah. Um, the part that, that is really nice when you embark on something like this is I, first of all, I never would have thought it would actually reach this level of complexity uh, mm. and, and this soon. Um, but it just it teaches you that there's always going to be a hurdle, and every every time there's going to be something, some sort of glitch. Like for example, today the video conferencing wasn't going to work, so figure out you know a workaround for that. And there's been a thousand yeah. of them, but then you just you just never give up. You just keep going. You always keep going, and then you you get another one, and it's like I can't figure this out right now. And you just look at it like a problem space. It's like what is the yeah. most efficient way that I can work through this problem space to arrive at the desired output and i, I like i like it for that journey yeah 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 cool how what episode is this you say 13 this number 13 yeah minus the initial couple that you did do you like the demo yeah so the well the demos i counted them for four demos and then i figured i i want to do 100 of these for real maybe yeah. more but i i've committed you know to myself and maybe openly too i'm not sure if i have a, i guess i have now uh but yeah, i want to do 100 of these like 100 yeah that's amazing yeah over the next two years yeah that's phenomenal so you try to do one a week or try, two weeks try and do uh one a week maybe it'll speed up when possible uh um, yeah you know like through the summer months and, and whatnot when i when i don't have classes and um mm-hmm. it's been really great you know because you know, you and, and a lot of my friends have uh, jumped on board to help me out through the early stages. And like now that I've built up a little bit of comfort, like now I can look forward to interviewing other people with whom I don't necessarily have a rapport and then have to just kind of build that uh, live. Cool. And, yeah, Actually, oddly enough, I feel like right now is a, a good time to start reach, like to reach out to people because everybody's at home. Even though you can't do it in person, it's cool that it's pretty accessible online like this. So, yeah, that's it. And 
the other thing, man, is, is, um, you know, I think this applies to everyone, but sometimes we have this idea in mind and we get hung up on the little things and we get hung up on maybe objects, objections that we would hear or what have you. And, and this too, it just, it's just taught me that that doesn't matter. Like if you want to create something, just create it. And you know, if, if you put it in, if you put in the right energy for the right reasons, um, it'll likely come across as such. And then if you're, shit sucks well then hey but if your shit is accepted then it's then that's like rewarding too because it's like hey people are appreciating it yeah man you 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 nailed it if it's something that you're really passionate about you're into it's going to come across you know what i mean if you're half-assing it it's going to come across and that's in anything you know and you refine as you go you get better as you go you learn like you said it's taking me 20 hours to edit some of these initial podcasts now I got down to a bit of a science. I mean, that only comes with time and practice, figuring out what works, what doesn't. It's uh, it's all a journey, man. And that's why setting a goal for a hundred is great, because once you get to fifty, you start like you know, once you get to ten, boom, hit that goal of ten. Get to fifty, it's like start like really locking it down. And by the time you get to a hundred, you're gonna be like on to a thousand. Yeah. yeah, you know. But you have to set a precedent for yourself, and because if you don't. You're going to do like five and be like, oh, you know, it was fun, but like, uh, I'll get to it later. It's like you have to keep yourself accountable sort of with anything you do, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're it's just chopping up here for a second. Oh, I think you're back. Um, it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're also, you know, really big on goal setting. And then you and I have often talked about, you know, how we keep track of our goals. And if it's like spreadsheets or like uh, with, a, with a board on the wall where you can write out your goals and keep track, right? And, and uh, yeah, it's a good way to, to remind yourself like, hey, this is what you're about, you know, because some days you feel great, some days you don't. But then that'll that'll be like this is what you do, this is what you enjoy doing. Yeah. How many times have you been like, oh, I don't want to do it today, but I've told myself I have to, and I have to keep myself accountable, and I'm going to push through and do it today. And because you did that, you might have had like one of your best podcasts, or you might have had one of your best workouts, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. yeah. What, it, what what you're setting your mind to. So it's super important, but it's just as important to be very like hard on yourself. And make sure that even if it's a down day and you don't want to go through with it, you're pushing yourself to do it. Yeah. Sometimes we're like the best inspiration and the best stuff happens anyways. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep. Got to keep the dream alive. Well, especially yeah. these days. I mean, now we, we got nothing but time to develop our, our uh, interests. Oh, straight up. Like, you want time to be creative? Like, right now at the time for most for for a majority of people not frontline workers who are working their asses off right now which is crazy but for people who are just being told to stay home it's like this is your opportunity to learn whatever you ever want to learn you'll read a book or play some guitar paint video edit whatever mm-hmm. educate yourself it's a perfect opportunity yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. So, um, has this been giving you some time to work on your projects? I've seen, like, I when I go on Instagram, I always see you got something, and it's, it's so colorful, Nick. I think mean, you've always had very color city, man. <laughs> colors all over the place. Yeah, like just really brilliant contrast. Yeah, yeah, playing with colors a lot. That's like what I'm really trying to focus on right now. Like, 
it all depends on what day, what time of the year. Cause sometimes I only do black and white stuff, but um, yeah. I'm definitely trying to take advantage of this opportunity. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I don't want to, I don't want to come out of this and, and kick myself for not taking advantage of the time. You know what I mean? So I hope to have a lot of work complete by the, by the end of this isolation, whether it's a couple months or if it's a few more weeks, but it feels like it's going to be a while. So yeah. I've got a couple of projects on the go right now. And the nice thing actually about this is I've been able to start several projects. Usually I'm just like laser focused on one thing, mm-hmm. but taking the opportunity to work on projects that are commission pieces, work on projects that are just sort of vision pieces and just for fun, you know, and I'm trying to blend the two. So I'm not getting bored. Right. Cause sometimes working on the same thing over and over trying to figure it out can be mundane. So I'm definitely trying to be a little bit more loose with some paintings and yeah. just ideas. Yeah. And the beauty about this is that because I have time, I can just do some weird shit. So I'm just kind of getting weirder and just painting whatever's coming to mind. And I'm not overthinking it. I'm not like double checking my ideas. I'm just going with the flow. So I hope to have a ton of work coming out over the next couple of weeks here. It's nice. That's awesome. Well, that's, yeah. that's great on, on different levels. I mean, it's introducing variety to what you're doing, uh, yeah, which, which is obviously important uh, so that you don't get bored. So you don't start to feel like you're working on a stale project and so that the projects remain fresh. And it sounds like you're overlapping projects of different durations because some may be for more personal, uh, right? Like your personal stuff. Um, yeah. That yeah. you also pay for yourself, right? Yeah, big time. I, um, it's funny, like, I watched fucking, have you watched Tiger King yet? No, I haven't seen that. Watch Tiger King? No, is it good? Yeah, I canceled cool. my Netflix. I got so tired of Netflix, oh. I, I got Crave and HBO. Netflix um, was, I was running out of Netflix shows too, but then Tiger King came out and it, it saved, it saved Netflix. <laughs> really? Wow, you're the second person I've heard mention that today, and I haven't heard it until now. Tiger King is a wild ride, a wild ride, man. So anyways, I've been, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I want to paint a tiger. <laughs> yeah. But dude, you got to check. Yeah. That, that documentary is hilarious, man. I, I will. Cause I still have it. I still have it till like mid April or something. Cause you know, you cancel, but you've prepaid till the end of your uh, cycle. Okay. Yeah. All those streaming sites must be doing phenomenal right now. Eh? Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. And the stock market is like, hmm, I see Netflix and Amazon just thriving. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else just hurting. Oh, so I can't touch it. What's that? It's like thriving, so you can't touch it. It's like, oh, it's, it's doing too good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's interesting times, though, because they're also they're they're taking such unprecedented measures with economic stimulus and what is it a two trillion dollar stimulus package well that what they're essentially doing is printing money and so it devalues the existing currency right like it's that's not just inflation from the price of bread going up but that's devaluing the existing currency that's that's out there um have you been you've been to costco or anything like that I've been very good at staying the fuck away from pretty much everything for about a month. I've only been out once. I went nice. to Farm Boy, 
stocked up on a bunch of healthy foods because I had bought my, like, I thought it was so Armageddon, man. It was so doomsday and apocalyptic that I'm like, holy fuck, I need to buy like $200 worth of canned tuna. Like this shit's getting bad. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't full on believe it, but I was also sick. So I'm like, this is my last trip out. I'm stocking up. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, and then eventually I, I ran out of food that's enjoyable to eat. And then, and then once I was healthy, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to farm boy. I'm buying chicken and hummus and, and carrots. And it's like, yeah, I'm off my game, man. I have, I had good food game, you know, I'm off my game. Yeah, <laughs> once you get off it, you start eating all the junk. Like, <laughs> instantly, like I'm supposed to take advantage of this time and get ripped. I'm getting fucking fat. <laughs> no, that's it. I know you crush all your chips and like pizzas and stuff right off the bat. And you're like, what else do I have? Oh, chicken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I went to Walmart and it was like completely cleared out. And I was, I was like, wow, this is legit. Can't find any like meat right now. Can't find any toilet paper. I don't know why people want so crazy for toilet paper. They did. Because all it takes is you hear one story about some random place running out of toilet paper. And that story makes it out to social media. Oh, my God, we have a national emergency about toilet paper is yeah. how people interpret it. And then, like, even me, like, three, four weeks ago, uh, the second last time I went out to a grocery store, I fucking bought $100 worth of toilet paper because I'm like, part of the problem, bro. I am part of the problem. <laughs> But I'm like, I have a fever. I can't even find a thermometer. And God damn it, the last thing I'm going to be out of is toilet paper through this. So, we're, so <laughs> verdict came back. Are you guys, you guys were clear. You just had colds. We're just all, most of us are all good. I've been good now for six days straight. I even went out for, uh, for a bike ride the other day, like a bicycle pedal bike ride. Yeah. Uh, for like an hour and a half and my heart sustained it and I didn't die. So I think my body's back. (laughs) That's a top sign right off the bat. You're not dying. Yeah. Um, But I had it the mildest, honestly. Like, yeah, for three days I was really, really miserable and had bad body aches and zero energy, but my friends had it worse. Like um, my friend Rosa had it for, you know, she had a fever for almost three weeks. I had it for one night. So scary. Times too, because you just assume like, oh, I'm sick right now. What could it be? You know? Yeah. Well, Today, that's uh, it. That's what I keep saying is it's so weird because when shit got really, really bad, like NFL canceling the season, NBA canceling the season, that's when we all got sick. So to us, it was like, what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> our health yeah. was down the shitter. This seemed like it's going to affect everyone in the world. <laughs> And uh, yeah. it, was, it was a weird. I was like, uh-oh, we're in for it. But I don't know how long it's going to take. It could be, I don't know. can't speculate because I really don't know. But it feels like it's going to be a while. At least till summertime. I mean, even Trump, who of all people in this world would love to kickstart the economy. You know, and he wanted to do it by Easter time. And, oh, uh, and he delayed it too until April 30th now, no? He did that today, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So today, March like 30th, Monday, March 30th. Mm. I don't know, man. We'll see. So lots of time to be creative and, and to uh, work on our hobbies and do this and do the painting. 
yeah in a weird sick way i kind of like love it like it's nice to be able to have the time but obviously i just want to be able to take advantage of the time i want the world to go back to normal as soon as possible yeah um and obviously all like the gnarly health you know people getting sick it's just it's brutal and uh gotta stay away like i've got my grandparents i got my mom and dad they're getting up there in their 60s now so it's, it's scary man it's not cool mm-hmm. but uh we'll see how this all plays out so your family's been good through this yeah everybody's good everybody's isolated everybody they all live in the uh, just outside like toronto yeah oh my brother and sister they both have kids families so everybody's good and self-isolated but i know uh i know it's a lot like i I feel bad for people that live in apartment buildings man people that live in huge metropolitan areas the exact same thing like imagine like like i can't leave you at least where i live it's sort of like a war zone like my like you can see yeah it's uh it's like (laughs) a wasteland but i can go for runs and i can I can go outside and walk around and stuff like that. And there's not very many people around. So it's kind of nice. You know what I mean? Like once a day I'll go for a jog Yeah, and I'll just get some fresh air. But yeah, if I was yeah. in downtown Toronto, like I lived downtown Toronto for a while. If I was in one of those sky rises and very top, you can't leave your house, can't really go anywhere. So it must be really tight and tough for people right now. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, us as Canadians, although I think in Ottawa, we had a really mild winter compared to the norm. I don't really that know how one- lucky because imagine if they were having the same floods that they had last year well that's what they're saying is imagine getting a a huge natural disaster at the same time as this like one of those hurricanes if it hits or or a big flood or wildfires burning or australian wildfires they were like two months ago yeah what's weird about australia and i and i get that they're having animal control problems, but they have like, don't they have kangaroo killers or they have like, they have wildlife, like state officials that go out and, and kill wildlife because they have a wildlife overpopulation. No. Show the population. Yeah. Am I totally yeah. making this, this up right now? Or, or did you hear that? I could like, I could understand and see that it's almost like we have deer population control, right? It's like wild boar population and maybe not like not as extreme, but I'm sure after all of those fires and like the loss of all the animals, it's got, it's, it's probably changed by now. You know what I mean? Like they lost billions of animals, I think. Yeah. But like it was crazy. Um, but I know that they did have a pretty big overpopulation of, of kangaroos and of different animals, but I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. You didn't experience that when you lived there because you lived out there a few years ago. Well, right? about, like 90% of the population lives in cities. So there's only a couple of cities that the majority of the population is in. That's where we stayed. But we did go across the country and travel quite a bit. So we did see some cool wildlife. It was pretty unreal. Yeah. Stayed on the campground. So yeah, and we came across all sorts of different stuff. But it's not like an everyday experience, right? Because you're mostly in the city. Right. Right. It's like when people say like all oh, like the animals are like so dangerous and gnarly down there. Like for sure, if you go into like the middle of the desert, you come across some snakes and like some wild animals. But in the city, you're not seeing much. It's just some big ass spiders. Right. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> monster spiders that are like that big, like as big as your face. That's amazing. 
Like, yeah. uh, is there tarantulas there? I'm sure there are, no? Like these like massive wolf spiders. They're crazy. They look like, they're like scary, they're tarantulas. I'm not even kidding. Wow. They have like bodies and longer legs. <laughs> Fuck. So when I was in, um, I was in Southeast Asia, me and my buddy were in Indonesia, and we were about to climb a mountain. We were, it was, uh, we were about to climb a mountain called Mount Agoon, and you get picked up late night at like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock at night. And then you climb the mountain throughout the night so you can see the sunrise as like as the sun comes up over the clouds. It's really cool. But we're trying to sleep, like get to bed around like six or seven, get a couple hours of sleep before we get picked up. And we're staying in a hostel and I'm literally on a bed that's on the ground. Like the first one is like first level of the bed is on the ground level, then second and then third. It's like a three tier bunk bed, right? Yeah. And I'm sleeping there and I wake up and like groggy and I and I'm grabbing my like bag and um, I turn my flashlight on. I pick up my bag and right beside my head is a fucking spider like this big. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, body is such pussies. We both like freak out and this big Russian dude walks in and he's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> we're like, dude, he's like, you fucking pussy. He's like, Whack! He slams it. Just <laughs> <laughs> what did he slam? Bottle of vodka? I just took like a shoe and was like whack and like, smacked this thing. I was terrified, and I never slept on the bottom bunk again. <laughs> oh my god, you must have the best travel stories, man. Well, I remember you went. Uh, where did you go? Switzerland? When you guys went climbing that mountain? Oh, that was in Italy. Yeah, northern Italy. Where you didn't really realize that you last year, which is crazy, and to see them now. Um, my buddy's from just outside Milan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where like a lot of this COVID stuff's going down, like the the, the big issues. Have you talked uh, to them? No. Yeah, I talked to them. Yeah, they're all bunkered up, and yeah, just a lot of people getting affected by it down there. So I'm staying in contact with them though. And yeah, the bros, good, but yeah, it's not it it's not good, but they're they're doing pretty good right now. Okay, that's good. But anyways, yeah, I uh, climbed the Alps in northern Italy, but I climbed it with my my Italian friends, and they're wild. They climbed these mountains that are like it's like in the movies they're using no equipment and they're just using like pickaxes and the shoes no ropes or anything like that and they took me up this mountain and it was just it was wild so are these guys like, like straight savage like to them this is nothing and it's like they 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 climb when you go there and you see the alps it's, it's phenomenal it's just like it's hard to explain without seeing it visually because it's just like miles and miles and miles of just like incredible huge mountains and like white cap, white cap, like, you know, mile high mountains. It's amazing, but it's fucking scary and dangerous. And they took me up this crazy route and we almost died. It was wild, but it's Dude, a good adventure. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just grabbing something down here. Um, yeah, well, you you were telling me that you you didn't realize that you'd be uh, you know fearing for your life that day on that mountain because like there's no there was no safety harness or no like we went up the wrong route and we got stuck at like near the peak of the mountain near the summit we were almost made it to the top and uh, and we ran out of well, we were, we thought we were on basically the correct path to get up to the mountain and we took a wrong turn and there was no path. All it was was like sh- sheets of like ice rock, and then a football field length of like snow and ice into like a 
40 foot drop and you're just gonna die and it was wild man but we ended up getting down it took us um it took us like 12 or 13 hours to like get up and down that day and then we just got stinking drunk with all these italian guys with- <laughs> <laughs> and they're all beauties it was all, it was so fun yeah i love their culture and like and the way they're they're so welcoming like yeah. it helped yeah. that i had a couple of friends and they were able to introduce me to all their friends but it just seemed like so communal like every day they're having dinner together and i think that's just why they're getting so affected because they spend so much time together they really have like this tight-knit community that they uh they they eat dinner together yeah. They go play sports together. They meet at the at the pub every night, and they and they have pints and stuff. Like it's just their and why like it's just their daily life. Where we're like more, and everything's closer together too, right? Like we drive everywhere we go. If we're gonna go out to a bar, we're gonna go out for dinner. It's like you know, it's a bigger deal. Yeah, down there, it's it's like an everyday thing. Like it who's is. having dinner tonight? Like where, where are we meeting for dinner tonight? You know, with their all your whole friends. life is more communal. Like I'm, I'm European too, right? And they share beer. It's it's a very small, simple thing, but like they'll have a beer, and they'll literally everybody will have their glasses, and they won't drink out of a can. They'll they'll fill everyone's glasses up, and when someone's getting low, someone will just grab a beer and fill you up. It's just little things like that that are just different than yeah. our culture, but wicked. Like I really enjoyed it. I've never felt so aware of that thing you just described. Uh, until I had lunch with my Middle Eastern friends. <laughs> and this is like eight, nine yeah. years ago. It's like, and they're all like, why won't Alex share his food? And then it was all like, because I'm an only, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I wasn't, right? Like, fuck those gypsies, right? Like, <laughs> But I just, I wasn't brought up that way. I legit wasn't brought like for, up. Yeah. And even in Canada, like maybe all my friends were fucking selfish too. Selfish pranks. <laughs> it's just slightly different, you know? Like it's similar, but it's different. So yeah. I thought I found their culture wicked, like so yeah. cool. And I really think that because they're all so close together, it's kind of been like everybody's followed the rules, at least from what I've seen in Canada. Like everybody's stayed pretty strict to this. No one uh like the first weekend, you know, a couple people like going out, like all that stuff. But generally in North America, I think people are getting onto it and they're, yeah, they're being pretty responsible. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and also we're lucky that, you know, we had a good response from the, uh, from the government in our country. And, and I've kind of gone back and forth on this myself. I, you know, I've, I have said, is it really necessary to do all this social distancing? Is is it helping? But now that it's been some time of of us using this strategy and and adopting it proactively, you know, we're in a much better shape than our counterparts down south. The U.S. is now the epicenter. They have been for what two three days now. Yeah, um, the most cases in the world, right? That's it. That's it. And uh, I guess we, you know, I guess we can be thankful that our, our you know, our government is not caught up in a in a political war against, you know, one party versus the other so that they can make decisions that are good for the people. Because, you know, from from our perspective, well, from my perspective as a Canadian, I'm looking at what's happening down south and it's like the poor people are actually going to be suffering and losing their lives because of short sightedness in the administration because it was focused on profitability in the economy and and 
I think he finally realized it's like, not now. Yeah, I know. There's never been a time where the machine has stopped, come to like a full halt. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's freaky. It's sort of feeling normal now because it's been going on for a few weeks. But that first weekend when this was all happening, it was like the world is coming to an actual stop. And everything that you are used to and everything that is normal is no longer. So how, and I mean, weekend by weekend, people are, either they're getting more used to it or they're getting a little more stir crazy. I thought weekend two was kind of getting a little stir crazy. Now I'm kind of getting used to it and it feels normal. But by next weekend, it will be, you know, the fourth weekend a month. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. People are going to get restless, though, because it's going to get start, starting to get nice out. Yeah. Everyone's getting but cabin I, fever, man. Well, I, feel like, I feel like as Canadians, we've been like pretty pretty responsible. It seemed like everybody's really bought in, and, and nobody wants this to last longer than it has to. So now it's like we've already got this far. Everybody just keep it up. Yeah. That's it. You know, we're doing our part. We're staying in touch. We're doing this podcast by video. Uh, we've done countless dozens, if not hundreds, of video chats with our friends and family over the past few weeks. And yeah. uh, that's been fun. Like honestly, like I've I've had a couple like on Friday night, not this weekend, but last weekend, we had a we we honestly had a party. We had like all our friends playing beer pong. It was sick. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. just cool. It's just a different way to do it. You know, we would that would have never happened unless this, it was this situation. So there's a lot of fun things that come from it too. A lot of good positives and, and good ways to look at it. History in the making, man. History in the making. Yeah, your history in the making. We'll be talking about this for forever. Mm-hmm. One thing I hope is that this is like this is an anomaly. Like this is a one-time thing. You know, like. Everybody says this year's been fucked already, and it has. So many different things have happened that are like, oh my God, is the world actually at, like burning? Is the world coming to an end? Yeah. It's one thing after another, but hopefully after this, when people get used to like interacting with people again, there's going to be a sick party, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are going to be looking <laughs> forward to celebration. Exactly. Of, like, getting back together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's. I find it's just the earth doing its thing, man. It's just nature doing its thing. It's it's a virus that just wants to spread and propagate itself and survive and duplicate as much as it can, as effectively as it can. And, you know, in a way, like, if you think of, of our life as humans, or of what we do, how, like, you know, we we live in these ever so comfortable homes and we sit in these comfortable cars to get us around and we work in comfortable buildings and we've eaten, you know, comfortable food for half a century now, you know, our, our Never had to live ever. So I don't think that our, our bodies, our immune systems are what they were 50 or 75 years ago as a species. And and so perhaps we're less able to fight off a virus such as this one because of our general societal nutritional choices and lack of sanitary measures, as we've seen in Wuhan with the with the wet markets, right? Well, they said that uh, they this they're worried about this constantly. 
that these viruses will jump from animals to human species, but usually when it happens, it's a one-off and one person will get sick and that will be it. But this one's unique. It's duplicated and it's super contagious and they were waiting for this. It's actually, if you like Bill Gates famous TED talk, like I watched that TED talk as soon as this happened. I was like, Oh, he was right. Like, you know, and it's scary because there's so many different ways the world could end and like things like could happen. And like there's one of them. Well, there's a whole bunch of them that they they would constantly warn us about. So you're just like, Jesus. Dude, this is a conspiracy theorist, like like survivalist, oh, like doomsday. Sure. It is Ooh. their fucking like they just hit the powerball. They hit record no, powerball. Man, I don't even want to fucking talk about it. It's like <laughs> conspiracy theorists go off. I just heard one today. We we're talking about it. It was like yeah. The cell phone towers are creating radiation. The radiation is <laughs> creating this. All right. Got to turn off the TV. Yeah. I think I honestly hope that. TV's tough. I wonder what's on today. Oh, coronavirus. Okay, sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like go go run off the, the flat end of the earth. You know? See, see what happens. See if you fall off into space. <laughs> see if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Switching things up, I must say the background looks like it's actually lit. It's pretty cool. That's dope. Yeah, there's a great to the background. <laughs> yeah, I try to aim the light. I shouldn't be shouldn't be giving away my secrets, but I try to aim like the light beams <laughs> at like the 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 vertical slats. Oh, it looks legit. It looks real. Is anything peeling off or anything? That's been pretty good. No, man, it's been solid. It's been nice. solid. Yeah, I was. It's f- so funny because sorry. Go ahead. I was just thinking, I really need to look into the company that you bought that from because you can send them images and they, they'll create it because I could create, like, it was pretty easy to install that wallpaper. So with my own images, I could create murals. Yeah. Where for a low price, lower price than I would charge for, like, a fresh mural, right? Yeah. You take one of the images I create on Photoshop and it would be interesting to see, like, I could do it with this wall. It's probably about... Probably about 12 feet, 12 feet by like eight feet or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think, so these particular ones came in two sizes. Um, these were the nine by 12s. And I think they also have a six by nine or something. But, six by nine. Nice. But yeah, it's, it's good quality material. And, um, <laughs> and um, it's, um, I think yeah, I could see a lot of people kind of enjoying that as a, as a wallpaper, like as a fresh spin on wallpaper. I do not know if, they you know will take in your custom art maybe they would yeah you find someone with like it's cool to know that that's out there though because you could definitely find a company like a printing company mm-hmm. i wonder if printing company they've got to be out of business right now too though yeah man lots of um well wow. i don't feel bad for the for the big corporate stores here pardon me we're still producing beer you guys still are yeah 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 but I know that uh, I think the beer store had a cyber attack go down the other day. Oh, and so that with their computers, yeah, people are taking advantage of everybody right now. It's crazy. Oh. But I know beer store had like an issue. So their computers are down and obviously people are dropping in stores because of the coronavirus. So, you know, LCBOs are shutting down strictly because they don't have enough staff. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know how long it will last, but booze is an essential service well, for if, obvious reasons. But 
if we, if we look at the situation as a positive, I think one of the few things that go up in times like this is vices, like alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, you know, like just people need to escape, especially when shit gets real and shit gets hard and there's no answers. Yeah. You, you certainly have that. Like everybody's certainly probably drinking more than they have, smoking more than they have. But if you want to get like real about it, alcoholics need booze oh 100 percent. if they're and if they're not given that they're gonna they'll die like an, an extreme alcoholic would die the hospitals would be even more overrun so it actually becomes an essential service because of that yeah you know but obviously despite like the most extreme seriousness you have people who are going like they need you need a little bit of alleviation during this time for stress and there's nothing like a little bit of alcohol or weed or whatever it is to sort of chill you out, right? So all those things I'm assuming will remain open. The easy but fixes will because they can as long as they can staff them and run it properly. But I feel bad for those people too, because they're working their asses off and they're being exposed every day and they must just be so uncomfortable at work. Yeah. The unsung heroes are the people that have to continue working through this. And it's not it's not just that they're working, but they're working harder than they've ever worked. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where you have that weird guilt factor where you're like, I'm sitting at home, we're doing like the best we can with sales, but we're we're on the road twenty four seven, right? So and they don't really want us in their stores right now. So we're not working nearly as hard as we should be or would or would be on a day at this time of the year going into the summer. Yeah, you have the people in stores who are just killing themselves. So I really feel for those guys. I have a lot of uh, a lot of friends, a lot of contacts in some of those stores that yeah. I know I just work asses off. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, for sure, <clears throat> for sure, we're all thinking of our people, right? We're thinking of our our friends and our family and how this is impacting them. Um, How's it impacting you at a school level? Are you still taking online courses now? Is that all that stuff continue the same? Yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones, man. I mean, my whole semester was actually online. I, I purposely kind of lined it up that way because of the podcast. And because yeah. uh, I want to have time, like, and it's way more time efficient than commuting to go in class. And uh, oh, yeah. so it's, it's business as usual, but what the universities have done, and I think uh, University of Alberta led the way there a couple of weeks back, is they're giving us flexible grading options. So you can take your letter grade or you can get, satisfactory unsatisfactory depending on if you essentially pass or fail so that um it alleviates you know the stress of students you know worrying about their grades worrying about getting into grad school uh all that stuff cool cool yeah i can only imagine right i mean stakes are so high and then something like this happens and then the stress on top of it and then now you're taking courses online when you were in class before so yeah everybody man Everything and everybody yeah. will show their own stories when they come out of this that are gnarly. So, yeah, as we're living through unscripted, uh, unchartered, unchartered waters, very unscripted. How um, how has but, your routine been affected by this? Like, because you had a pretty solid gym routine. I'd run into you at Good Life every once in a while. Yeah, of course, man. I, I was literally like the juice heads, man. They must be losing their mind. <laughs> right? The three sixty fours are down to like two fifty four tops at this point. Three sixty fours are fucking losing it. But uh, I'm the 
I'm lucky because I, I have like sort of like a makeshift sort of gym at my own house. You know what I mean? Got a punching bag, got a pull-up chin-up bar, going out for runs and stuff like that. So I'm able to keep in good shape. But actually, the nice thing is I can I'm, I'm working out every day now because I'm at home, right? So I'll like I'll work throughout the day, come four or five o'clock, just do a workout. I'm not tired. I'm not gassed and being on the road all day. I don't have those long ones where I'm getting home at like six, seven, eight o'clock at night, and then I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not doing anything now, you know? Yeah. And it's actually helped me with food too, because I'm controlling my, my like my eating's way more controlled, not getting junk on the road. So yeah, I'm probably gonna be a shred show on the end of it. Have the- <laughs> solid Nikki G. I would expect nothing less from you. Corona six pack. Just bra, just bra, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's good, man. Because I know you had a, a good routine and you were on um uh you know, you, you were in, oh, I in got, that I got to tell you something that I just finished that you love. I yeah. did the uh I did because the classic challenge, you know, I like love just like creating random challenges. Right. I did hundred pushups in a hundred days. So like a hundred pushups every day for a hundred days. Yes. I just finished it. It was beautiful. Actually I've done pushups a couple of days now. It's been nice. I took a break, but it was sick. Made yeah. me way stronger. Get like by the, um, by the beginning or at the, at the start, I was like barely getting like, 25 in a row like 30 in a row by the end i was just crushing 100 in a row like the, the strength and the endurance it proved that it actually improved was pretty amazing yo that's so, fucking sick looking for something fun to do that you just want to do because i like to create stuff that's like every single day i do it every single day and just gives you an excuse that's a that's a great one i actually really liked enjoyed that one you don't understand how glad i am you said this okay like this is what i needed i need my my switch flipped I need mm-hmm. my switch flipped because I, I I fell off the bandwagon. I had to take time off for being sick, but I haven't been able to get back on. And I yeah. don't feel like myself, bro. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we always did when we lived with each other. We'd always be like, what challenge do you have that you set for yourself? That's it. I, I have to do that just to keep myself entertained almost. Yes. And motivated, you know? The nice thing about the push-up challenge was – you find yourself at like, I'd always find myself at nighttime, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock being like, oh, fuck, I didn't do the push up today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and like, yes. I'm like, ah. I know exactly I what you mean. Rip, rip a hundo be like, let's go. Can't fall asleep for the next hour. <laughs> Yo, I know exactly like, what you the mean. The accountability of that shit was so fun, you know. I enjoyed that. Now I'm doing planks. I'll do a two-minute plank every day for like, I don't know. I, I haven't really I haven't written it down. <laughs> But I've been doing planks. I'm like, that'll be the next one, 100 plank or 100 days of two minute planks or three minute planks. That's dope, man. I'm definitely doing. So what is it? So it's 100. Simple little little things that keep you occupied and kind of keep you on track. And you always have to be on top of yourself. And like, you you can't let it slip because if you let it slip, you know that you let it slip. And your brain will just be so disappointed. So, okay. So a hundred push-ups for a hundred days every day, obviously. Every now, I think I missed Christmas Day. I missed a few days. There was like two or three or four days within the hundred days, so I extended it the extra days that I missed. You know, right? Okay. You might have to find yourself taking a day off here and there because, like, your elbows might hurt and stuff. But if you push through by like the last fifty days, I went fifty and fifty days straight. I was just by that time I was so used to it. So it takes a little while to get used to because a hundred pushups is more than you think. But um, by the time you get used to used to it and your body's like like getting stronger and acclimated to like the hundo in a row every day, 
it's it's on. One hundred. Well, you'll be surprised how much your just overall strength improves in a lot of different exercises. Like at the gym, I got stronger everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, anything you work out repeatedly, you're gonna grow. You know, I think too much of the discussion is exactly what is optimal to develop the leanest muscle versus the strongest muscle versus the biggest muscle, and all mm-hmm. the amateurs are worried talking about that when. In reality, what matters is, are you putting in the time? Are you doing it consistently? Then you're getting the results. 95% of your results, you're putting in the time, you're doing the exercise. And that's just it. Don't. I'm just not trying to overcomplicate it. You know? Like, I, I just want something simple and enjoyable and fun. And I found that it gave me a lot of different benefits. So I, I by no means am like a scientific bro when it comes to working out at all. But little challenges like that are fun to me. It keeps me accountable. And I and I, I totally saw benefits from it. So I think it's a great idea. It's a fun one for anybody that's listening. I think I'm going to add 50. Do 100 for 30 days if, that, if you don't want to go 100 for 100, you know? Or do 50, do 50 push-ups every day for 30 days and see where you're at after 30 days. You'll be amazed. You'll be like, man, I got so much stronger. I can do 50 in a row now where I couldn't do 20 in a row when I first started. Yeah. I challenge yeah. that. He's, he's doing it right now. Right on. Well, thanks for challenging me because I will do it. Absolutely. Yeah, man. But you'll love it. I want to add uh, the calendar going and then do the old cross every single day when you do it. Yeah. You know, chat with the check mark, whatever you want to do. But I'm, I'm deaf adding chin up like the yeah chin ups or pull ups you still got the bar yeah I still got the bar yeah and they um, say they say like as long as you have a chin up bar and you can do push ups and you got like stairs in your house and you can work on triceps and stuff like that, you do full body workout yeah just do body squats chin ups pull ups push ups crunches yeah go for a run you can stay in great shape without actually having a gym membership but absolutely just, and There's I, something about going to the gym that's just extremely enjoyable. Like, you know, you go there, you kind of block out the work. Like when I go to the gym, I like to block. I usually go for like two hours. And I, I don't work out for two hours, but I just like to like be alone and like block out the world, you know, just headphones in and, and just work out because it's it's almost like your own little form of meditation or your or like your own little – like you love to use the sauna too. I don't course. use the sauna. The sauna is so fucking good for you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I miss that a lot. I miss uh, honestly. I miss getting baked and then going on the rower because it's or uh, or the elliptical. I'd either put mm-hmm. the elliptical on a high setting and then not hold on to the bars, like to work out my sense of balance. Yeah, I remember you telling me this. And then um, and then go on the rowing machine and just close my eyes, man, and just like well, I learned this from meditation actually, like to to look at you know the the uh, your visual field with your eyes closed. So like. We make fun of Ahmed. We're like, you're checking out the back of your eyelids because the guy falls asleep fucking everywhere and every time he's watching a movie. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, yeah, like you can tune into that because you can do the motion of rowing on the, on the rowing machine like nonstop. And yeah. it, it's just, it's such a meditative experience. And you, you get the, you, you meditate while you're also working out at the same time. It's like, I don't know. Sounds woo woo, man, but I fucking love that shit. I really miss that. There's one thing I miss right now is, is sauna and the the cardio shit that I was able to do at the gym. Yeah, yeah. No, getting to the gym is is 
people must be losing their minds. Uh, some people are so obsessed, right? And, and I see the same people there every single day. They're there every fucking day. I'm like, you guys must be losing it. Yeah. This is the weird time, man. But everybody been making do. Yeah. A lot of Instagram videos. A lot of Instagram videos. I know people are working out. So. <laughs> Lots of memes, dude. I've never received so many memes. It gets it gets yeah. bad. Yeah. That's the one problem, actually. We're like two online now, you know? We're two because there's nothing else to do. Well, that's it. We can't help but to indulge, it, right? Pretty bad. You're, you're back on it 24-7. I know. And you have nothing to, you know, any sports. There's no, like, I fucking love sports. Yeah. Don't have that to occupy my time, but it's oh, just all the yeah. yeah, and it's just all the way to like I'm just creating projects for myself. I'm just trying to make use of that time. I think you're doing it right, buddy. I think I'd like to encourage everyone to take that approach. This 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 is really the time to be honest. Pardon me? I, I feel like most people are and like will. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people are probably going in to this and there were a couple of weeks in with the mindset that if this ends in a month and I wasted the last month and a half and didn't complete some of the shit that I had to do, I will regret it so bad. Like little things like just working on your house. Yeah. I mean, I've, there's a lot of stuff that I told myself I was going to do. I still haven't done it, you know? Yeah. And I've had two weeks to do it. So I want to definitely get on. Just like just little things to clean up your life. Oh, that's it. Yeah, my downstairs has hasn't it hasn't been so tidy since like fucking six months ago. <laughs> since I yeah, got all sorts yeah. of busy. <laughs> yeah, really looking nice. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you've always had good coping mechanisms, man, and for the most part, so have I. So it's uh, it's you know it's easy for guys like us, and it's gonna be harder for people that are uh, you know perhaps. It's an introvert's dream. Yeah, like I, I, I'm like both. I'm like extroverted, introverted, but like I'm cool with my own my own time to myself. It's weird. Gives I you an excuse to to enjoy. It. Gives you an excuse. Yeah, it's like guilt free. Yeah, because classic for like not being able to make up my mind if I want to like stay in one night and, and work on stuff, or if I want to like because I'm socially I always want to be involved too, right? So I have like fear of missing out on all sorts of things. This gives you an excuse built in, like, not nah, you're staying at home, bro. That's like, it. What like you are just staying at home, utilize the time. So really, it's I fucking love it. I love being able to do that. So yeah, it gives you the guilt-free framework. Yeah, yeah, and it's easy to feel like I was talking to my roommate about this just the other day, being like. I am, I'm brutal at making up my mind. Like I'm constantly second guessing myself on little things. If, if I want to go out tonight, if I don't want to go out tonight, or if I should go home this weekend, if I shouldn't go home this weekend, I can't make up my mind. Or like I'm constantly second guessing myself. I'm looking for an answer or validation from somebody. It's just like, hopefully this experience makes things in the future just easier. Like I just want to be more cutthroat with my decisions and more like decisive. I was just going to say that, man, if, if anything, I think this is helping us like declutter our decisions because there's a lot of decisions right now. Like some decisions are harder. How much energy do you waste on a daily basis? Just not being able to make up your mind. Like I, how much stress 
is involved in not being able to make up your mind, whether it's a decision at work or it's just a personal yeah. decision. Oh my God. And it's from I'm having too much time and paying too much attention to too small of a thing. But now yeah. you don't have to make those decisions. Those problems don't exist. I know. It's kind of nice. It's kind of like interesting and it's totally bizarre, but it's, it also, but it really makes you look at yourself and go, wow, I spent so much time on fucking useless decision-making when, you know, 24 hours from now, it's never, it's not going to matter. Yeah. I'll never think about it again. So I learned a few weeks ago, um, very evidently that I need to stop looking at the news because I, you know, like I was just sitting there looking at all the headlines and it was really like sensational. I mean, you know, the NHL and NBA shutting the season down, like what? Um, and then after a few days, your head is just continuously bombarded by that same like breaking news and it's all red and lights and it it scrolls across the bottom and and they try to outdo the one story over the next but it's like trump's president and we have an invisible zombie apocalypse so how are you going to outdo yesterday's story at this point (laughs) but it it just it got got to the point where it's like i don't want to hear any news i no news i'm just gonna go play a video game for the next five hours Don't turn on the TV. Were you playing fucking uh, Trackmania? <laughs> I play a little track. Yeah, I got. Uh, uh, I'm not a gamer, not, right? But a few times. No, neither, a year. Am I, neither am I. My friend brought up his PS3. My roommate brought up his PS3 and was sitting there for three days and fucking brought it back downstairs. <laughs> he does have this one game. I was like, yo, I'll be down. Let's game it. But yeah. it's almost good. Good riddance. Don't even have it near me. But uh, I know. Don't turn on the TV, man. Don't turn on the news. Well, Although it's all I ever do is watch that shit right now, but yeah, day after, and it's it's almost like every day they're just sort of funneling out like a little piece, like here's like today's piece, even all the announcements from like Trudeau or the different provinces and the government. It's just especially when it first began, when like they were starting to close down everything, and all the closures were happening kind of rapidly, but it would be like every day they'd give you a little bit more information not so not to freak you out and like create mass hysteria but it's coming to the point now where it's just it's draining man to watch it Mm -hmm. yeah that's it and when you were saying you know you're still watching a lot of stuff right now but i would I would also add that, yeah, you may be watching stuff, but you're also creating content. You're not, you know, you may be enjoying content that someone else has created here and there as you work on your shit. Revolution from this, like the amount of people who are making stuff now, like in a way it's funny because you'll have traditional media like TV shows, movies and all that stuff will be put on hold, right? Because they can't create, they can't, you know, like Netflix is going to run TV shows because they can't make stuff right now. But you're going to have all these content creators at home or all these artists, musicians. Everybody's going to be making art. So you're going to have this like huge art revolution. It's going to be a lot of competition, actually. I got to get on my game. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> well, you got a good game going, man. You got a good game yeah. going. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of your art. And, uh, sure. and some of it is, is uh, still in the house, just above the race bike. Right. Yeah, yeah. You enjoying the color? Uh, very much so. And well, I've I've shared this with you before, but you know that tiger means a lot to me because it, uh, you know, it, it has spoken out to me, and and maybe that was just my way of interpreting something I wanted to interpret, and it's it's literally just a placebo effect. But at the end of the day, like I have a connection with that painting, and uh, and I'm very grateful uh, for it. So, 
Um, so it was the it was the right one to give you. Oh, it's like you knew. It's like you knew. You know. So for and, anybody, no, I'll just quickly say break it down. I lived with Alex for almost three years. Well, no, maybe one three years actually. Yeah, three but, and a half. So Alex has seen me on my like journey to be a painter this entire time. And I had a stockpile of paintings in his basement that I was just taking up space. And then when I left, I gave him, um, this painting was sitting in his house for a long time and I replaced it with another one. Um, a, a lion. Oh yeah. Sorry. I thought it was a perfect painting. It, it fit the spot just, just right where, where it is right now. And like you said, it gives you a little bit of that line within the blue of fire every time you look at it. And I mean, I love the thing I love about painting is that you can interpret and create your own stories. And that's the way it should be. You know, I have my own stories that I create when I, when I paint a painting and almost every time when I hear someone's interpretation, it's, it's opposite of what I'm thinking. And that's the coolest thing about it is that everybody can look at a piece and, and, uh, it's totally subjective. It makes it evergreen that way. Definitely. Like I think that's the beauty of art is is it's meant to be performed in, in a particular way by the artist's vision, by the artist's dream, by the artist's inspiration. But then on the consumption side, you can enjoy it in so many different ways based on how you interpret that creative work of art. Should be that way. People... People should just be able, like, I, I love that art so subjective and I love any art form. It's just nice that it's, it's pretty cool that like it makes you feel a certain way, you know, whether it's visual art or it's music or it's writing or it's poems or it's whatever your art is. Like I was listening to some music the other day or me and my friend were listening to some music and we were just talking about how it's incredible that like a note or a tune or key that you play a, a, a song in feels emotional like you you feel a certain way by a sound yeah what is that you know like that is so unique to humans and so unique to our brains like a tone will make you feel an emotion absolutely you know, you a scale of emotions you have a scale of muse of musical tones and like you hit one and it's gonna make you it's gonna ping that emotion that's just such an incredible thing. Buddy, absolutely. The same, thing with color, the same thing with sensory, like with vision. It's like all, this, all the emotions and all the different um, uh, senses. Or sorry. Um, sensory uh, stimulus. Yeah. It's like, like the five senses. Yeah. The five senses. It's like they, they like match each other. It's, it's like they have tone, tonal matches. What's it's, super, it's super unique to to the human experience you it, know it is it is our our ability to enjoy music is in part because of the the complex inner workings of our brain like i think that's why classical music is what it is because and it's maybe like has a stereotypical like nerdy type of like you know if you're into classical music but oh that's what we listened to i was listening to it last night but the thing is is if your brain can interpret the the all of the little instruments that feed into the greater overall sound and, and melody you're hearing through those waves, right? Uh, mm. It's really enjoyable. They all they work together. It's, it's like when you watch a good scene in a movie, you watch it and experience it as a whole, but what you don't, what you don't really understand is that 
the music in the background, the dialogue, the visual effect, like the, the oh, angles and, and all that stuff is working together as one. It's like you're taking all these different art forms and all these different senses and it's, it's, it's all conglomerate into one like experience. And it's amazing, you know? It's, it's cool to think about. You took the words out of my mouth, man. You took the words yeah. out of my mouth because I am I very much uh, kind of want to get more into music and and even with the video editing, I realize how important it is in, in post production. Yeah. Well, that's when you that's when you figure it out the most when you're starting to edit videos together and you're starting to create a scene and you want to create a certain emotion in the scene. The you, easiest you, way. That stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Besides visuals, which we all think of. That's the first thing you think of. But besides visuals, music will instantly set a dark tone, an upbeat song or event, or you know what I mean? Instantly sets the mood. I think there's going to be, like I said, this whole thing's going to create like a pretty crazy artistic renaissance. There's going to be so much work that comes out from it. So there's going to be a lot of projects that come from it as well. And I think just slowing down the world is going to be a good thing too. Just everybody being able to take a break, a breather. Um, it's really probably going to benefit a lot of people, you know? I agree, bro. And yeah. it's going to give us a chance to set some new goals, like a 100 push-up challenge. Your 100 push-up challenge. And Anybody that's looking for somebody to do, 100 push-up challenge. Hashtag. Great time. Yeah, hashtag that shit. We're creating this hashtag right now. Probably already exists. Probably exists a long time ago. But anyways. And... Um, <laughs> And how cool would it be, you know, at the end of this year on podcast number, I don't know, 65 or whatever, to be looking back and and thinking or literally having a podcast about how did you make the most out of the coronavirus times? That's a man, that's a great topic for a podcast. Right? Yeah. Um, I really like the idea of doing a um a co- like a what did you accomplish during COVID-19 episode? I think that's a sick idea, right? That will be, if not our next one, that will be the second next one, you know? Just uh, just make sure that I'm podcast number 69 and we'll do that one. 69, yeah. You, okay. <laughs> sounds good. But <laughs> sounds good. Nikki G, um, guys, check it out on Instagram. Uh, Nick James Glynn, I believe, and Glynn Art. And you also have an Etsy store. I, I've got two Instagrams. I really just need one Instagram. I refuse to delete my old one, but... I really just should be Glen Art. So <laughs> I know the struggle, man. I got one hour in Alex Miami. <laughs> I get mixed up, so that's that's my bad. But no, I appreciate it, man. No, it's great talking to you, and uh, it's good to see that you're doing well, man. Likewise, Nikki G. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I love that. I love that you uh, that you continue in ripping this this podcast game, and, and it's a uh, hundred. A hundred is a perfect starting point. Hundred podcasts. And, and you'll really know where you're at by that time. You know, you really know what, what kind of role you're on and you'll have momentum, man. So keep it up. Yeah, that's it, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, man. I'm proud of you. It's All awesome. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Homie, check you out soon. Right, Cheers. Peace. Good talk. <laughs>
quick closing notes here, guys. Uh, first of all, I hope you really enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as Nick and I enjoyed making it. Uh, it's super fun for us trying to figure out ways to using creativity to keep going during these coronavirus lockdown pandemic times because that's how we don't let this virus beat us, right? Just because there's a virus in town, that doesn't mean we got to stop working on our goals and making videos, making art, making paintings and staying fit. So anyways, thanks again, Nikki G. The walls turned out awesome. Everyone else, check out One Hour In Podcast on YouTube so you can see this time lapse. And uh, besides that, hope everyone's doing good, staying healthy. And just keep that up for a couple more weeks or months at most, hopefully. But we'll make it through. And on that note, I'll see you on the next one.